five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Race at Home podcast, your premier podcast for the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually as always by Omni at Omni Strife and Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. How goes the battle? It's going. It's going. Crazy. Year. I mean, Season five. It's, it's done. It's over. Yeah. yeah. It's, is that why it's cold? Like, the, the the passionate fire of Overwatch League fans has yeah. has gone dead and until the season starts anew in the new year. I guess. It's burned blue, right? And maybe it's a icy cool. fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, uh joining us for this uh this episode is our um I don't know, intrepid reporter who gets boots <laughs> on the ground at different venues, but it's uh Samson. You might uh, know him as uh, Samson XL uh sam or juicy booty which again yes. best uh you know in-game uh username uh ever uh, but uh, <laughs> you you were down there in california enjoying the uh the warmth before coming home to the wicked cold and uh i thought it'd be cool to have you uh share some more perspective of what it was like in uh i mean what what did they call the blizzard arena is that is that what that venue is called because it's the same one that they use for blizzcon same sort of setup yeah, well, thanks for having me on again. It's always a pleasure chatting with the guys. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they called it just Anaheim Convention Center. I don't think they gave it a fancy Oh, they name. didn't give it a name? Okay. I mean, uh, it is the Anaheim awesome. Convention Center, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I just was wondering if they, nice they gave place, it a though. name. Yeah. Not but uh, before we get into the playoffs and what was probably the grandest final of all time, uh, we do got a couple of tidbits to talk about in a payload. So uh, let's uh, push it those final meters before we can get into the fray. Moving the payload. Join me. In the past few episodes, um, I've talked about how the Vancouver Titans exist. I mean, they haven't really been up to a whole lot. Uh, they had a uh, sort of a, a fan uh, driven tourney. Uh, which is pretty cool. There's some van activations, but uh, they are um, sort of uh, quote unquote uh, breaking the ice to the off season. Uh, the first news wasn't necessarily of their design, uh, but Massa had come out to say that he was uh, retiring. He had himself already lined up a nine to five gig, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, you don't often hear uh, from retired uh, Overwatch League pros, uh, at least on, on Western in, in Europe. Often it's streaming or, or, you know, going to another game or, or back to school or something. Um, but I, you know, I think the writing was on the wall considering that he had left the team before the final week of the regular season. Yeah, that was a weird one. You think he went to the job interview that he landed well, <laughs> during that period? I, I hadn't thought about that, but that, that maybe lines up like, hey, I got to get to an interview. Can you let me go? Yeah. <laughs> It, yeah. Again, good for him, but it's just it was kind of weird that he he uh, went home before the season was over. Yeah, the- it's kind of sad because I do think he was kind of the captain, unofficial captain of the mm-hmm. team. He mm-hmm. was the oldest one. Um, so with him on, there's like no no leader figure or or right. spearhead <laughs> by the Titans or or well- a father figure. <laughs> 
You know, I'm, I might argue that their head coach was a bit of a leader amongst the yeah. team. Well, good. Yeah, good thing luckily he, he stays, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. He has not retired, as far as we know. Uh, he uh, has not got a, a nine-to-five uh, uh, gig outside of the Overwatch League, as far as we know. Um, and to, to Sanson's point here about uh, Masa sort of being that, that leader and where will they go, I kind of get the feeling that the Vancouver Titans may have other announcements to make over the coming days and weeks, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, alluding to it, um, the big news that came out of Vancouver was the farewell message to head coach Deepay. Yeah, that, that aye, one aye. hit a little harder. <laughs> True. <laughs> If you, if I had told you, hey guys, Deepay's not coming back, would you have believed me? <laughs> not a chance. I think. I mean, I, we 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 had our fair share of bad news in the past, so I I can't believe anything at this point. Sure, but I it's still could, it was shocking. Yeah, I think you could go back to previous episodes of this podcast, previous episodes of One Man Watchpoint, and you would hear me say the words: "You don't bring in a coach." in July to let them go at the end of the season. You know, I had thought we were about to experience the, the dynasty that would be brought by Dipe. (laughs) And here we are. So yeah, good thing you didn't put money on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What's like the official wording there. I I just glanced at it a while ago when it was announced. So it's, it's open to interpretation. Um, Deepay hasn't come out and posted a twit longer or anything of the mm. sort, though he has been active on 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 social, uh, simply shooting down uh, rumors that uh, got spun up that uh, he was uh, departing for family or personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't know what to make of it. Like just face value, like the the Titans. To Jordan's point, brought in a head coach in July. Of the caliber that Deepay is, I can't see them then saying, no, we don't want to bring you back. Now, yeah, sure, they brought in a GM after the fact, and in the meat sports world, yeah, GMs, like their coaches. It's not the head coach that gets there before the GM often doesn't last. Mm. But I mean, yeah, like what I think about this is like, first of all, he's the biggest reason, the biggest reason by far why the second half of the season was bearable for me personally as a Titans fan. Mm-hmm. And from that, I can probably, you know, guess that his stock right now as a co- coach is like the highest it's been for a while. Maybe there's other places he might go to. Other offers might open up. That's that's fair. That could be it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't a, say. Go sorry, ahead. you go. Okay. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say he like. It didn't seem like he like loved his time in Vancouver. The city. What like, gives you that or... idea? Because, <laughs> because, because if you know, if he loved it, then maybe he'll take a, maybe a little cut of the money, or he'll go over to the, the get over the little conflicts and kerfuffles. But, but yeah, like on his resume, he's now someone that was able to turn around a what Owen. 12 0 and 13 uh and and found some success with it like that's really impressive and i can see other teams uh trying to pull him in yeah i i look at this and i i don't think he would have joined when he did if he didn't intend to stay it just Mm -hmm. seems like it would be such an odd move for both parties 
You know, they, they could have brought him on with maybe a, uh, hey, stay with us till the end of the season and see how you like it kind of thing. But that just seems like such a rare thing in this industry that I think they would have brought him in with something of a long-term plan. And I think head coaches and, and GMs to an extent have, uh, with, with these organizations, they usually join with something of a, uh, I don't know, idea that they're going to be building what they want to see. It's not like meat sports where we typically see these contracts that last for, you know, even, even longer than three years is rare in esports. a two year contract, like, like the one that, uh, Chorong has was something of a rarity, um, Usually it's a one plus one where you're guaranteed one year with an option of another year. So yeah. I I don't necessarily know if head coach uh, contracts work that way, but I just think, I don't think he would have come to Vancouver with the intention of being there for whatever it was, three, four months and then yeah. up and leaving. I think something better must've landed on his plate. So, I mean, we've, we've alluded to a few things here. One kerfuffles, um, it's known that uh, Dipe had uh, articulated some difficulties surrounding meals, jerseys, and healthcare um, at points during his tenure here in Vancouver. Uh, all of which seem kind of weird because, like, can't they run down to the team store, get him a jersey? Uh, as far as team meals are concerned, like, the way he sort of shared it sounded like he was out there making sure the boys were fed. Um, like, you know, in healthcare, I. I genuinely wonder if it was an, a misunderstanding or, or what have you. But regardless, Jordan, you raise a very salient point. Could the Titans have gone to him and said, hey, we'd like to bring you in. Why don't you come and see how it is? We want to keep you around. Right? Like mm-hmm. in, in the grand scheme, like how much credit do the Vancouver Titans have around the league? Like I, I genuinely don't know, but considering the narrative that's driven by the community, not a whole lot. Well, and I, 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 so, you know, like to get a coach like Dipe, unless Dipe needed a paycheck or wanted to get back into the league or just happened to be bored, mm-hmm. I don't imagine the Vancouver Titans are on the top of his list. No, and and, and I strongly feel like um, it's, it's a power move to bring in someone like that. Bring in someone mm-hmm. with a name, someone with a history, someone with a history with a very popular franchise. Like guy was with uh, the LA gladiators for, I think all four seasons prior to this season, he is a name that will draw players in. He is well connected. He's going to attract attention. And with the track record that, or like you say, the, the general sort of um, opinion of the Vancouver organization being what it was from, you know, days of old, I think we had started to get away from that, but with Dipe coming in, I think it was a big step in the right direction. I think it signaled to a lot of people and players, hey, this organization has changed. We want you, uh, we can attract the talent. And now that he's gone, it kind of throws that back into question. You know, he probably has some clauses where he's not allowed to discuss a lot of the stuff that, you know, happened organizationally. And because of that, we may never know what exactly happened. And we call it like a transitional, like this is just one small piece of the big transition. And I know it feels like every year is a transition, but but I think this year, uh, more than most, we got a new GM, 
Um, lots of staff leaving, lots of new staff coming in to the org. So mm-hmm. I wonder if this is like the dust starting to settle from the great implosion of 2020 and um, mm-hmm. kind of everyone settling into their place and finding their identity and Deepay coming and leaving, uh, Masa leaving as well. That's just part of the pr- process and mm-hmm. it's not as not as deep as we think. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it really, it, on the surface, it seems weird. I think there, mm-hmm. there wouldn't be anyone of us here that would suggest otherwise. Um, so you could be right in regards to maybe the dust settling. I, I, I get the feeling though, that if Deepay is not sticking around, like if let's say it was a Broy decision, mm-hmm. right? I can't imagine that you'd get rid of Deepay and then you would keep the roster, right? Like yeah. the Masa retirement that may have already been in the works. I mean, who knows? Um, like I, I feel that if you are a Vancouver Titans fan, seeing Deepay depart, regardless of the reason, mm-hmm. is a buckle up move. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that this is that moment when the dust does eventually settle. Because let's be honest, how many times can this team go and blow things up and start anew and do this all over again and remain relevant or at least transition beyond the meme? Hey, the Edmonton Oilers have been rebuilding for what, 10 years, 15 years. So, um, I, I've been I, working great for Toronto to find as well. Like I don't see what, Oh no. And I mean, Toronto, like Toronto is another case study, but at least Toronto has had a modicum of success here and there. And they like, they're as much as they may not have gotten to the, where they wanted to be most successful season yet. They are going up. Whereas the Vancouver Titans, they did it all in one season and then kablooey. Ah, okay. <laughs> hey, when you're as low as they were, they started to pick They're it up. up. You're right. The, they, they brought in the iron shoulder and suddenly things started to happen. So again, it then goes <laughs> yeah. back to the point of, oh my goodness, why would you let him go? Yeah. I mean, and, and maybe there was no choice. Maybe he left. Like, we don't know. And to the credit of Baroy as well, I think I, I feel similar about Baroy as I what I described with Deepay. He's a name. He has a history. He will attract people as well. Um, it's maybe a little different given his role, but I do think that he uh, he has some some pull amongst the league, and he's well connected yeah. as well. So, um, as far as Toronto Defiant news, uh, the only news is that their social media manager Artemis is, has departed the organization. Not a player, you know, OAM sort of staff member. Um, but I, again, m- imagine we'll start to see more and more of this happen over the course of the next week or so. Not necessarily from the Defiant or the Titans. I have heard absolutely diddly squish. But um, I think we're going to start to see more announcements, retirements, farewells. Um, because yeah. at the end of the day, the organizations will want to, for those that want to, clean slate. Will. Yeah, all around the league, we're, we're bound to see a lot of it coming up soon. Yeah, um, especially now knowing what Overwatch 2 is all like, a full season. Because if we think about it, the offseason last year was the idea of what Overwatch 2 might be. Now they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll take time. ourselves. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, we'll take ourselves a short break uh, and then dive into the fray.
recorded last week which was a day late because again we wanted to totally watch uh, the toronto defiant play and had absolutely nothing to do with a labor disagreement between uh, myself and the two co-hosts here um i believe while we were recording houston was taking on london uh if, if memory serves me correct um but regardless i mean just to sort of recap where we left off uh the dallas uh, fuel had just rolled over the soul dynasty the shock had beat the gladiators the spark had beat the ma'am and houston outlaws beat the the london spitfire so what that set up was a battle of texas with the winner going to the final and then down in the uh, the losers round you had san fran taking on soul and the spark taking on the spitfire well in the losers round the san francisco shock with the chip on their shoulder three overwatch the soul dynasty farewell soul and <laughs> this hong jiao's uh, team uh, led by, I'm going to say Teru, uh, 3-1 London, who up till Houston didn't seem to have too much difficulty, which honest to goodness surprised me that they were handled so well by, by Hong Xiao. Uh, up in the winner's round, the Dallas Fuel beat the Houston Outlaws 3-1. And as I told my buddy uh, down there in uh, Houston, that sucks to be them because if they have to play San Francisco, it ain't going to go well. And guess what? Shock beat the Spark 3-1, and then they got to see Houston, and Whew. Houston was nothing but a speed bump to the final. Like, I don't even know if it was a speed Barely. bump. It was, it was more like that little bump that you hit when you're going on the driveway where the water just sort of is kept off the street. Like, you're, I don't know. wasn't much more <laughs> than a pebble. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, they're what what an amazing good. run. Yeah. Yeah, I but, think uh, that, that was one of the games that I got to watch live, and... Most of the crowd was cheering for Houston just for the upset. Well, I guess also so that we get the Battle of Texas. The Battle final. of Texas. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you were there. Like, what was yeah. the fan split? Um, I, you know, from what we understand, you were the only Titans jersey. <laughs> I, I did find about one or two more people in the Titans jersey. So oh, I wow. found my people somehow. <laughs> were, were they, like, named from um, 2019 or current ones they were the original one for sure <laughs> the original okay. jersey i was the only one in the new one uh so i definitely stuck out like a thumb in the broadcasts and stuff but as for the fans i would say um for the san francisco houston game it was pretty 50 50 there was a lot of um shock shock fans for sure and they were loud and proud uh but pretty much everyone cheering for houston was people that including myself just wanted shock to lose so that they don't get another cha- uh, chance at the championship so from what- so yeah it, it was pretty 50 50 like everyone was in good spirits of course yeah um but i was definitely on the houston side of the of the bench yeah mm-hmm. I, I clearly wasn't there i was looking on you know on, on the youtube but on the youtube stream but it, to me it seemed like it was either houston fans or proper fans i don't know maybe it's a result of <laughs> of uh the stream itself focusing on his POV so much, but he was just like a menace. Every kill he got, like, you just hear the, ooh, ah, like, how can he do all this? Yeah. And it was a wild ride for sure for, for Shock. They yeah. did this, what, in 2019 when they ended up winning it all um, after the C9 to the rain and yeah. fell down the loser's bracket. What a run it was through the loser's bracket. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though. 
Well, there's a good team up there <laughs> that they well, had to I mean, face. Think about 2019, though. A San Francisco mm. Shock arguably had to take on a very good team that season, too. Um, the difference was that that team that they took on wasn't able to do what eventually right. happened in, in this grand final, right? Like it, 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 it almost was 2019 all over again. I mean, spoiler alert, we've, you could figure this out, connect the dots and all that jazz, what ultimately happens. Um, but, you know, if you as a listener did not watch that grand final, go and watch it. Like, I mean, yeah, Why you know you the results, but like... <laughs> to hear about, listen, like, uh, you know, news about the Titans and the Defiant, clearly. <laughs> True, they don't sure. care about yeah. the Shock or Dallas U. What are those Fair teams enough. anyway? Yeah, the grand final match. Uh, well, I'll say I got my money's worth. <laughs> well, I <laughs> think anyone in say? that stadium got some good value. I mean, you, you, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I was worried that nothing could stop the fuel and that this would have been completely one-sided. <laughs> it was not. It was anything but one-sided. And it was it was like that, you know, that epic tug-of-war um, where you see – back forth back forth and then someone stumbles and it's like oh that little stumble that's all it took and to you know dig deep to to then you know take it back i i don't know how to i mean i'm at a loss of words um we saw you know everything did we not uh would have liked to see some hero composition swaps but (laughs) (laughs) beggars can't be choosers here samson yeah (laughs) no it it really did go like like the grand finals never at a point in the arena did anyone think that it was going to be a wash one side or the other even the first map uh i don't remember the exact way it went down but it was super back and forth um and then it went like what shock up one then dallas then shock up and like two more and then dallas another two so it was really close, and the stuff that um, kind of gave advantage or disadvantage or really stuck out a lot. One that uh, sticks out is Sparkle on Reaper dying first a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time that happened, like the crowd just went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> or woo! But um, yeah, it was really, really, really good Overwatch to watch. Yeah, I mean, the so, only thing I... Mean, think- I- yeah, like uh, just one comment. I didn't like the fact that they had to play Route sixty six twice. Like, what gives? Outside of the same that. series, yeah. And then the game uh, for Dallas didn't they play uh, Route sixty six uh, twice? Uh, no, no. It was, I think it was on on the graphic that they had it. Yeah, Legion, no, had Kings Row, Kings Dorado, Dorado, Dorado Esperanzas, Route sixty six. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. No, but the map was crazy. I think like it all came down, and and unfortunately to the tank diff, or maybe the well, stamina uh, factor uh, for the shock who had to play uh, multiple games on that day. True. I don't know. It was it was a, a great battle. Uh, ultimately, though, despite you know the big efforts from effort uh, from uh, the mm-hmm. effort from profit. I mean, uh, no, yeah. not profit. Shoot, uh, proper. Yeah, that Earth? guy. He's pretty good. <laughs> Keep throwing um, names out there. You'll get it. Yeah, and and uh, fearless. That's another name I'll throw out. He he's been great, and and mm. it was weird to see that Kaluj didn't even play once. What do you guys think on that? Well, 
it, it was an interesting yeah. adjustment because Kalouge had gotten them here essentially, and right. then they made a tactical shift to go Mikey, and they went Mikey all the way. Yeah, like, you couldn't say uh, it didn't work, right? No, I, I mean they came within a win. The San Francisco Shock were that close. I mean it was. Mm-hmm. You know, back and forth, as Asansa had said, like, start off Li Zhang, gets a win, King's Row, that goes to the Shock, uh, Dorado goes to the Shock, Esperanza goes to the Fuel, like, it's, you know, back and forth. Um, so, you know, I don't necessarily think it was, it was on Mikey, um, if anything. I think, yeah, maybe Fearless was the better tank in, in this entire match overall, uh, but where things went had to do with DPS and the fact that Edison and Sparkle were able to produce at a level that Striker and Proper were not able to do consistently in the last two maps. Really? Right. I mean, that's, if you, if you look at 66 in Coliseo, I mean, I kind of wonder if nerves got to San Fran. I mean, they were they were at match point at that point, right? They could have, yeah. if they'd won either of those maps, they, well, obviously the last one, but if they'd won Route 66, they would have taken it. Um, overall, I mean, just what a fantastic grand finals, right? Like, it doesn't matter if you're a Shock fan or a Dallas fan. Either team winning would have been a great story. Yeah. For Shock, it would have been the three-peat. It would have been a rookie squad, you know, super leaving right before the season starts. Uh, mm-hmm. proper winning everything under the sun um <laughs> just with uh you know violet the only remaining member of of the championship shops shock squad uh obviously crusty being with the org for so long and leading them to everything but then on the other side you've got all the stories that go with dallas between fearless going from you know the zero and 40 shanghai dragons up to this team now um along with the the squad being from element mystic and uh seeing you know a strange success back when most of them were with Paris and then coming over to Dallas and then mm-hmm. having, you know, what some would probably say was wound up being a disappointing season last season, but coming, you know, relatively close and everything like either way you cut it. It was uh, yeah. great storylines. Awesome match. Um, Edison was probably the biggest surprise to me. And maybe it's cause I wasn't really following Dallas that closely this season, but seeing Edison pop off like he did, cause he was with, atlanta prior was he not and i remember watching him on atlanta and just nothing special right not really thinking anything too impressive of him and he went crazy at times um and consistently too right coming into the league he was hyped up to be Mm -hmm. all that and and Mm -hmm. uh, it's just you know he blossomed late and yeah like in 2019 uh, we need to also acknowledge the fact that we got both uh, best teams in, in the grand finals, which you don't always get. And then I think also true. not just an A, but but the best records all around. Not that like yeah, the true. Asian teams uh, were were very good, particularly in this uh, uh, playoffs. But yeah, it was a wonderful uh, um, finals. I Dallas was my original squad, so I'm happy to see them win oh, something. Nice. <laughs> but but I was conflicted. I was at the point where I wasn't worried. I was either happy for Dallas winning or for mm-hmm. proper. <laughs> both stories were really uh, good for me, and I rooted for both teams. And I got my again my my zero money's worth. <laughs> got your tokens <laughs> worth. It was, it was a phenomenal game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the, you know, the stadium itself was super, uh, well, it was either Dallas or Shock, but tons of people, all different jerseys, were, mm-hmm. were cheering for Dallas. They wanted to see this franchise that has gone through like three, no, more than that, like tons of changes. They've been mm-hmm. super involved in the league, and they finally got the the victory to win it all over the the what the two time champs <laughs> the villains um, yeah yeah really um that that was like the most satisfying cherry on top mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. Well, lots of time have passed the if since uh, uh time on hog oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but as you know as far as events go i mean this this was obviously it's the the penultimate or not penultimate it's the ultimate showcase of of the league but having it back in a a large stadium style um, with the match that they had, like they couldn't have asked for a, a, a better way to drum up hype. Like I, I understand there are, are a lot of people out there that are down on on Overwatch, the Overwatch League. Um, they they remain so. If you enjoy the game, I don't see how you watch that and say, "Oh, this, this wasn't this wasn't good." Like I'm not a I, I'm not a fan of either of these two teams. And I went back and watched it in its entirety because I was out that night. Like I, I was out Friday night with friends because oh, honest God. to goodness, I was blown away. That it was a Friday night grand final. I just had it in my mind. It was a Saturday. So I scheduled something yet hearing people talk about it. I'm like, I got to go back and watch this. And I watched it in its entirety because it, I am a fan. And I was like, wow. In fact, you know, I'm sitting there like, oh, I really wish like Defiant or the Titans could, could, could be like one of these two teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, last thing. Butterfingers are actually delicious. I went out of my way. I never oh, tried did you before. Not have one? I love, no, never, I ever. I like Butterfinger for so long and nobody has, ever, I've never heard Dude, someone I, I, even <laughs> mention a Butterfinger. I moved and to this Canada. Sponsorship like, was amazing. I know. Like I saw the logo on, on King's Row. They literally plastered it on, on the, the walls. And Lena and I are looking, watching the finals. Like you should try this. It's peanut butter. It should be, should be good. And we went out and, and got one and, and, you know, a package. And it's, it's just good. It's just good. And I tried lots of like Canadian candy when I moved here and none of them really were that great. Uh, this was pretty good. And it's not a paid, uh, <laughs> promotion I'm doing here. So well, <laughs> props to, to, to Butterfingers. The, uh, Butterfinger sponsorship, they're definitely getting their money's worth. Because every time that ad went on in the stadium, the entire stadium started chanting like "Butterfingers." <laughs> yeah. uh, it was I so yesterday. funny every single time. Yeah. I tweeted yesterday that breadsticks walked so that Butterfinger could run. I thought, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. <laughs> well, the entire season, the Overwatch League had like zero league-wide sponsors. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there was a league-wide sponsor. I don't know who it was or how it was being advertised or where the activation existed because yeah. it didn't. Team but, speak. Yeah. How do they call that um, Discord well, te- thing? Team speak. But yeah, that's the thing is like, well. but like, but they team speak even used to get sort of showcased as a sponsor and like HP Omen yeah. and like, you know, cheese and grooves, <laughs> right? Like, but like the Crunch thing is, that. is that, <laughs> Not only did Butterfingers exist, they had the, the like what looked like an overlay or spray in game. They'd throw it up, and like there were some people who were irritated, and they're like, "I can't Listen. believe this." And I'm like, 
but it it is only for us to see and it's not like it was present in a space that took away from the experience i thought it was a very smart play i i am super curious about the technology behind this because i was looking very closely at the overlay on the map and at some points it would like fade out before mm-hmm. they transitioned to a different camera. And I was like, oh, okay, it's just a video overlay. But then I saw in some other shots when they didn't move to like a different camera and the camera would pan or, or change the direction, the, the actual map adjust. geometry yep. hid, hid the Butterfingers at. So I think it's in engine, but for some reason it disappears when you weird, man. I, I, Wanna... I gotta know. I gotta know. Want to know something else? Uh, yeah. In the stadium, we didn't even see that logo there. I didn't <gasps> know. Really? Okay, the plot. It, 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 wasn't, it, wasn't <laughs> it had something to do with the broadcast wow. then. Yeah. Something in That's post. That's crazy. Kind of post. <laughs> well, but that, but you, you, what you had in stadium, the view you had is I'm presuming the same view we had, right? Because you're getting the casters so, piped in. Wow. Yeah, pre- how, pr- pretty much. How did it like um, react live to geometry? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was it, it was definitely wow. after the fact. We never saw it on the <laughs> on the Acho podcast. So but, um, it'll work. So actually, you know, just thinking this through in the stadium, you're probably getting the broadcast feed. What we're seeing on YouTube is what's been injected, and so <laughs> I don't. I could see how what you're getting is direct before injection, and the injection is where that that. But yeah, the geometry parts because that it was yeah. for it to to exist. Like, uh, uh, and it was pixel gonna... perfect, yeah. not like somebody <laughs> yeah. went in and edited that or something. I, I don't know. I mean, whoever had the, the ability to do that, uh, they do not have butterfingers, but they made butterfingers <laughs> happen. Wow. Now, here's the one thing that I want to see I want to see, like, you know, when you, you, uh, you know, capture the, the point or, or cap the payload in an escort map and it does that kind of <laughs> whoosh, that kind of explosion of you've <laughs> capped the point. I want to just see butterfinger yeah. now. Flash Whoa. across the screen <laughs> as you cap the point. I think that'd be great. Or you finish a map and instead of going to a hundred percent, it goes to Butterfinger. That little yellow bar at the top is a Butterfinger Amazing. filling up. Amazing. Yeah. There's so that's much like see. missed opportunities here. That's totally. Well, they're they probably could... that. That might be a thing for next year because Valorant does it all the time. Like Do they Red really? Bull Clutch or. Uh, uh, whatever Ace is sponsored by Razor, like yeah. Like when when but, something happens in the game, it's branded it, like something that's supposed to happen in the game. So yeah, but so then you have coming. to watch Valorant, and that's <laughs> <laughs> definitely don't watch it for the ads. Um, sorry, Life Force, you were saying something about the the broadcast in the stadium, like well, because you have like the the big screen in the stadium, the Jumbotron, you, as far as I am aware, and I have not been to live events, but what you get on that mm. screen is what we see at home, like camera angles and shots and all that. Yeah, um, 90%. Like, there are times where um, they'll flip to, like, maybe an image, because I guess, like, the big uh, camera jib at the top is about to do a stadium-wide shot. So we that part cuts for us. Mm-hmm. But in-game-wise, I'm pretty sure we see everything that you see, and we're, like, two minutes ahead. Um, that kind of stuff. Oh, that must be cool. Well, actually, two minutes ahead, are the casters in in time with what you see, or are you getting the caster delay? No, no, casters. Casters were were with us in the stadium. They are. Well, they I know they're with you in the stadium, but if you're if if what you're seeing, you had said is faster than us. Are you getting the casters feed live, or are you mm-hmm. getting the casters feed? Because, like, again, like with the 
ad of the Butterfingers ads and what have you, yeah, that's an injection issue. So, I mean, there's different spots. I'm just genuinely curious because I know in Toronto, uh, a complaint that occurred on, on social was that people found that the casters were in, almost interfering to some extent. Um, and we were hearing in the broadcast cause we'd get the echo. Hmm. Um, no, the casters were pretty, pretty on it. Like, uh, like what they were describing was happening on our feed on the jumbotron. There were times though, like, and this was just the crowd environment where the crowd got so loud and rowdy, especially near the end that, that I couldn't even hear Uber, what Uber was saying anymore. It was just part of the noise. Um, but, but, but basically, yeah, I could, we could definitely hear what, what he was saying. Um, yeah. So, um, what other good stuff took place in the, uh, in the stadium? Tell us about the photo you took. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, jumping ahead, after it all ended, uh, everyone was leaving. Um, I decided to stay around for a little bit. The, the group I was with that I met down there, they we all parted ways. Um, I'd figure I'd soak up a little bit of the, the event a little bit more. And this was outside. Um, and then I just turned around and I saw like a big group of people. It was a big open plaza. So there was a big group of people. I walk up and yeah, the, the casters, uh, well, Golden Boy, Nekra, Zoe, uh, Reinforced Custa and Danny were all there just taking photos with everybody. Like everyone, uh, there was no official line. Everyone just kind of made a big clump and whoever was brave enough to take the step forward, uh the the casters would be like yeah come on over let's take a photo what pose do you want to do uh it was like a photo or two and then um on to the next person and it just kept going it was definitely super unofficial but um cool. everyone moderated themselves it was super quick everyone got photos or signatures um lots of people gave gifts to the casters as well and that was pretty it, it was kind of kind of magical yeah, wholesome, <laughs> magical. Like I don't think, like, and I think that comes with the smallness of the Overwatch League. Like, um, I think if it was any bigger, and um, I know we, this is not a League of Legends broadcast, but the next mm. day was Worlds, and that mm. was huge. I don't yeah. think this exact thing would have happened. Um, but you know what? Yeah, they, if if you're if if you're here after five seasons, then you're <laughs> in for it for for the long run. You care, definitely. Yeah, and everyone was super cool. Like, like um, I think the casters understand. Like, this community is small, but but it's very tight. And um, yeah, take advantage of that. Oh, and then Shock was uh, by the door, by some other doors, taking photos and signing and all that. I think they were just everyone was just leaving the stadium. Some fans caught them. Mm -hmm. uh, they have some spare time, so why not? Cool. Why not hang around a little bit? Yeah. Uh, Danny um, was giving you a run on the guns. <laughs> I know he works out, but what do you, what do you puffed up his chest? All like, this guy It's pretty massive. Um, yeah. Uh, also reinforced way taller in person. He's really tall lad. <laughs> He's like six, six or something, right? He's huge. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, well, maybe everyone else is kind of average height, but he was yeah a foot above. Um, yeah, that was kind of after the event. Uh, during the event, um, inside like the activations, compared to the other ones I've been to, there were literally not that many. So 
Um, I want to say there was literally like one real one. There was the merch store, and then there was the uh, is it Upper Deck the card the card uh, mm-hmm. yeah. sponsor? Mm. Yeah, Upper Deck was doing a couple of giveaways of little mm. trinkets merch like those yeah. booster packs. Uh, and that was kind of it. <laughs> there was well, a little meet and greet area for the devs. And, no Butterfinger, and that was it. Yeah, no, no the, Butterfinger. Butterfinger that blue one. babes writes itself. <laughs> um, oh, he's six seven, by the way. I checked. Whoa! The, yeah, the, and he's he's not a lanky guy force. either. He's he's big. Not the yeah. Butterfinger booth babes. <laughs> that would be a great <laughs> Butterfinger six seven. <laughs> um, to your point about the activations, that kind of adds up. If you don't have sponsors, who are you there to activate? Mm-hmm. Although the fact mm-hmm. that Butterfingers, I, yeah. I wonder how much Butterfingers paid for that. Because whatever it was, uh, it's all worth it. I got activated. It I went enough. to the store. Well, no, but, that, but that, it was worth it. But whatever Overwatch League was able to get, it wasn't enough. And Butterfingers made out like bandits. Like whoever the parent company is, I do not know. Um, yeah. It was a heck of an activation. That's going to be their new slogan. Get activated with Butterfinger. <laughs> well, they're looking for a team right now or something. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe that's the secret. Look, at, look for like events that all the other sponsors just bailed on it. <laughs> and when you're the only one, you're, you're bound for success. Yeah, yeah. There, there was one more um, activation that that I actually thought was kind of fun. Um, so in the Overwatch League app, when you go to an event, you can check in. You press a little gift button to check in, and that's how they deliver the sprays and tokens. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this one, they made it a little scavenger hunt where you can check in, but then to get bonus stuff like profile pictures, uh, more tokens, um, and like banners in game. Um, you have to go around the arena and outside and scan a QR code. Hmm. And then once you scan the QR code, you unlock essentially like a little battle pass kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. All the way till the end and you get 100 more tokens and all your icons cool. and, and all that. Um, and, and and it worked. It like got me to go outside, check out the food trucks. Got I ended up getting lunch there. Um, I ended up checking out this, the beautiful statues they had. They had Junkrat, Widow, and Tracer, like really cool statues. Mm. I went up to there and and awesome. um, checked in there. So I thought that that kind of activation was uh, pretty fun, pretty creative. And I, yeah, I hope that they do that again. Did they have a, Butter- a QR code on a plaque just lying in the middle of a, a grassy field <laughs> so people had to literally go out and touch grass? <laughs> well... I, if, if someone at Blizzard's listening, definitely write that down. Um, no, it was like it was like a little um, like a little sign, like a plastic sign. Um, some of them were a little tricky. The food truck one was like on this little gate that was about three feet tall. So I, I looked for a long time <laughs> before I found hmm. it. And same with the fountain one; it was kind of small and tucked in the in the far side of the fountain. Yeah. I, I fact checked by the way if you guys uh, are still curious about Butterfinger and it belongs to Ferrero. <laughs> Ferrero, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, he, so n- not a small uh, company by any no, means. No, no, not at all. Um, Ferrero, I should say. How'd you guys do the in the Pickums? Because the season's done. <laughs> oh, maybe. So you. Uh, yeah, well, I I, for, say, for I, you, I Jordan, I have I have good news and bad news. Oh, I know. I've looked. I've looked. <laughs> I'm, I'm very upset. Yeah. The, um, so, 
Did, uh, so I'm just going to ask, did you guys know that there was a, a Pickham's choice for grand finalist of the three teams that potentially could have been the two and the winner in the San Francisco show? Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. So did I. I mean, I, I don't know when it got turned on, but like I wasn't was logging it? in every day because you had to submit and save. <sighs> yeah, they opened it up for like, like, what, 20 seconds? I don't know. I missed out on three tokens. Well, I would have gotten six. I would have picked Dallas. But no Pickham points, right? No. I don't know. Someone submitted those? I don't know. Not me. What me? I forgot to do pickems all season. So. <laughs> no, you didn't. You got 11 points this season. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, from the first weekend, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you finished You finished 10th on the RSP leaderboard. Uh, top of the table in RSP was uh, Jordan here, 123. Uh, <laughs> nice. Kevin Liu. 117 buzzy 907 112 and the outside looking in on the strife at 102 uh 20 points beyond that is me down in seventh 82 uh but if you look at 22 <laughs> for not, the whole season <laughs> i i'm enjoying being on top let's not <laughs> so yes kevin lou 551 koj 529 on the strife 509 and hey what jordan 508 to 4 barely Barely point from podium. <laughs> uh, and you know, there's always next for, year. Yeah, Shiznit and Giggles. I wonder if sharing will be available soon. <laughs> <laughs> or I like. Well, how, I stopped. I I stopped doing pickums because I did them on my phone, and then yeah. like two weeks in, the the phone app broke. So it, that's how I ended up missing it all. Well, when uh, Sean Miller joined us, he actually talked about how Pickums was his thing and he was sort of in charge of it and behind it and all that jazz. I genuinely wonder if when they moved him up to the head of the Overwatch League, if they failed to go and backfill what he was doing or <laughs> who knows. Because like, if you go to the Pickums page, it's like sharing coming soon. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and the uh, art, like, RSP leaderboard, you joined last season. This season, you were automatically there. You couldn't leave whether you were taking part or not so you can check out anytime you like but you can never leave yeah. <laughs> oh and then uh awards so the uh, awards came uh, out uh just quickly go through here we got um for coach of the year it's christopher in uh, in london um our cow was okay with that pick i mean there were some who were kind of you know, taken aback that you coach of the London Spitfire gets himself an award, but quite frankly, the three of us, huh? you know, believe that that, uh, that was accurate and I don't see how it's not. I Is mean, yeah, they, they did great in the playoffs as well. As yeah. It wasn't, it, I'm concerned. It wasn't a one stage thing. Like once they figured out that they could do it their way and embrace it, no. I mean, as far as a coach goes, I mean, if you're going to tell me, oh, it should be crusty, well, then just give it to him every season or moon <laughs> or whomever, right? Like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I had no problem with Christopher winning, winning uh, coach of the year. Um, I think okay. you, you, you look at the improvement that London has seen literally from last year to this year, and nobody had them anywhere near the top oh. six, top five top 10 even <laughs> like they were no. bottom of the barrel for most people. So, yeah. uh, the, uh, rookie of the year, 
uh, Alarm Rookie of the Year award went to Proper. I don't think there's any surprise here. Uh, interesting enough, there were some people who were upset that it was Proper because they felt that there were better choices. But let's yeah. be real, huh? It was Proper's award. How how are there better choices? <laughs> so the theory is is that Proper was given it because he was hyped up, but. I think what was being discounted was that the hype was actually organic. Um, whereas, yeah, there were some other rookies that had very good seasons, but did anyone have a season like proper did? No, if you take proper out of the shock, arguably the shock are a good team, but they're not a grand final team in, in no other season as well. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't, that argument is just for clicks. Clicks well, and giggles. But see, then it goes further because who wins the, uh, well, ultimately the MVP um, for the, the season? Um, well, proper again. And this is where people are like, how can he be the MVP? You take him out and, you know, the Shocker's still a good team because there's the argument that the most valued player is the one that once you pull them out of the picture – the team is nothing like they were, but I think this is what people discount. The San Francisco shock were dominant because of what proper was able to do in his role. Okay. How, how do they know that they're still a good team? Not to discount everything, you know, that they've achieved, but the guy I have never, never, ever seen a guy single-handedly carry a team like that. Not even close. No, I, I, the three, just to make it clear, the three of us, we have proper. No, Ricky, yeah, proper I'm not Ricky. like, I'm not arguing with you guys. It's just like, it's, it's such a ridiculous, uh, take. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, I, I, I can see how some people might go and say, well, no, there are other players who are more valuable to their team, but no, there's not, no, there's not no more <laughs> I'm valuable. Sorry. To I'm their sorry. Team. No, there's not. Nope. Nope. Well, I'm okay. not going to sit by here and listen to this. No, no, no. I'm not suggesting that they're the most valuable player in the league, but I can see how there are players who are more valuable to their individual team. Nope. The thing is, they nope. aren't good teams. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay, whatever. Doesn't matter. Nope. Um, Hottie got the Dennis Awaka Award. Okay, I'm good That's with that. That's one we didn't get to vote on. <laughs> Good, because we would have voted for proper as well. Should we go back and give proper the coach of the year, too, while we're at it? I mean, he probably was, Wait, for all we didn't know. Did he get it? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and how, how, do you, how do you getting the award is? I, I believe it. I met the guy really briefly. Yeah. Super, super nice, soft-spoken, like, like super friendly. He just seems like a guy you, that, that will support you and you can get along with right away. Like, yeah. like, and I'm sure everyone saw that through streams and content and all that. But, but seeing him in person, I was like, yeah, you, you get that feeling. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that came out of the, uh, the grand final, uh, is the sneak peek at the new tank hero, Ramatra and Omnic. Uh, I don't think anyone had believed it was going to be Ramatra. I think they're, running theory was oh we're gonna get mauga mm-hmm. and then uh ramatra comes into play and his kit well we don't know it 100 percent for sure yet leaks have been shared because you know many partners like to 
publish pictures with things and stuff and say the league starts up in February. Um, it's, 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 Unique. it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it, it is, I think what we're, we, we got out of Kiriko <laughs> in regards to, okay, she's got these different abilities they're pulling from. Arguably he doesn't, he's not pulling from anything. Like, uh, if you don't like CC, he's not going to CC you ish. Like, stun he's gonna slow you uh, oh hey you're in the air you're on the ground now um <laughs> like that was it transphasic ability or whatever um it's transform like he's he is the future of what we're gonna see heroes be built towards yeah the the thing that i, I kind of was speculating on after i first saw this was that we know they're working to cut down on the hard counter method of, of heroes. And we also know that I think if we look at some of the reworks, especially when it comes to tanks, they're seemingly approaching them in a sort of different, different way of thinking where you've got your tanks that have sort of a block ability. And then you've also got sort of different styles. So maybe, maybe call it three different styles of tanks. Um, I think this is kind of a sign of things to come where maybe we will have almost a subset of tanks that have different stances kind of thing where they'll, they'll, you know, yes, Ramatra will have his whatever transform, but you might see another that has essentially the same style thing where it essentially changes their moveset. Um, the idea being that in a situation where you could play Ramatra, you could also be successful with whatever other tank, um, and that kind of kind of method, right? Just like how, um, you know, although I would argue it's not really working right now, uh, Doomfist has his power block, whereas uh, Orisa has her charge thing, right? Um, where they both do kind of a similar absorb damage and, and that kind of thing. So I'm really looking forward to him. I thought he looked very cool. Looks sick. Speaking of cool, he when they revealed him, yeah, every, I think everyone was expecting Malga. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, going back to my grand finals experience when he came on the screen and then his voice in the arena like that extra bass and, and rumble in his yeah. voice like shook the arena everyone was dialed in and like like genuine well i was genuinely scared i was like oh man this guy, the yeah. terminator's here guys <laughs> sounds very menacing like kind of like you wish ultron ultron would have been uh that, that is such a good comparison yeah james ultron, spader was yeah. great okay yeah he had too much he's yeah and and that's the you know the only line people remember from the trailer <laughs> the reveal was yeah. kind of like uh. <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, the, yeah, that, that voice is pretty good. Yeah. The character reminds me now I, I I'm a big fan or was a big fan of Destiny. He reminds me of a taken Vex character. So for those of you who've played Destiny, you'd know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, uh Vex were an alien race that were essentially robots mm-hmm. um who could control the powers of time and what have you, and then Taken was another sort of sub race which could infect. But it really ties in because the Omnic has the ability to go into his nemesis form and in turn right. is just badder, um, meaner. And so it's like uh, peaceful in Omnic form, 
like a, you know, kind of like a Zenyatta, so to speak. Um, but then in, in Nemesis form, it's like, uh, Zenyatta has, uh, juiced up a significant amount and yeah. decided that he wants to end you tomorrow. Yeah. We're getting, um, some Zen lore, I guess, finally. And I saw a comment on, uh, the subreddit for competitive Overwatch. Someone made like a, a, a cool, uh, parallel. If we get like a relationship, uh, between, you know, Ramada and, and Zen, kind of like Professor X and Magneto. That would mm. be cool. And how about that tweet from from the official Play Overwatch uh, uh, Twitter when they said, "How was it? Matches almost underway. Good luck. Have fun, all." And that's literally Mauga uh, right before the matches started. In uh, such a baiting way. It's an epic troll. Well, no, I was gonna say it's an amazing. Epic troll. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. We, well, I think they knew uh, they knew what they were doing. It, it really, finally, we got like a surprise reveal because for the longest time we knew we were gonna get Echo, we knew we were gonna get Junker Queen, and I mean we did know that we we're gonna get this guy maybe because he was revealed in one of those story missions in, in Overwatch. Well, 1, did but we? Still, it kind of. The thing about Echo, though, I'll use Echo as an example. We didn't necessarily <laughs> know we were gonna get Echo until you know Cassidy as you now know, right. opens up yeah. that container or whatever. And then sort of there's a character. Whereas like Malka has had a presence mm-hmm. yeah. for, you know, loosely some time in the, um, I'm trying to think, was it a short or was it the echo? I think it was one trailer? of the Batiste like, lore things. Like was it, was it, right at the end. Yeah. It was Malga. a novel with some, some, uh, some art with him yeah, in like, there. He has a present, but like, that's the thing is like Jeff, I want to say a few years back went and made a comment about how, Oh, you've seen heroes. Like you've, you've yeah. seen them. Mm-hmm. They'll come out eventually. So like how many of that's them cool. do they have sort of going in the works? Like piling up. Where's think, mama, mama Hong, I think her name is. Mama Hong, yeah. <laughs> I think they oh, said they oh, going back to the OG heroes. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. She had the ability called manslaughter. <laughs> Anyways, I'm 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 glad he came out, and I want Malga as well. The more uh, villains, the merrier. I'm I'm all down with the baddies. True. <laughs> I think they said they've been working on Ramatra since 2019, right? So Ooh. it's like if it's a lot. If that was if the first peak we got was I think it was the Havana, uh, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. event was, uh, the trailer with Doomfist and everything. If that was our first peak at Ramatra and we're just getting them now and they've been working on it since since 2019 like it it's only a matter of time before we get Mauga but who else yeah, do we yeah. get right like do we do well, we get a, a arm kid you know maybe he's grown based up on now. the cycle of heroes, jetpack cat maybe yeah. but um, based on the cycle of heroes over the seasons Mauga is some time away true because yeah because of his role and and everything so because it's going to cycle, se- like every season, it's hero map, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. When I was in Toronto, the I got a chance to speak with the devs and just talking about like Sojourn. Um, but they told me that, um, and I'm sorry, I forgot the dev's name, but they told me that they're actually working on a handful of heroes at a time, and they're all mm. in different stages. <laughs> so, like maybe uh, Kiriko is like almost ready to be out. Uh, but Sojourn's more ready to be out, so they're going to mm-hmm. release Sojourn first. Or I guess whatever is more appropriate for the lore and the story hey, they're trying to tell. Devs are already working on Overwatch 3 at this point. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the free to play DLC version. Um, the f- three to play. Yeah. See what I uh, did the, there? <laughs> the last thing to talk about here, uh, as far as teams making changes, Boston has announced that uh, Mineral and they have departed. Uh, parted ways mineral actually going on to say that he he needed a change he wanted to do something different uh, it's not to suggest he's completely out of esports but just needs to take a break um but again that's just like the tip of the iceberg there's going to be more when we come back together uh in a week's time i imagine we're going to have more player personnel adjustments uh, uh taking place but Roy leaves the vancouver titans Oh god! No, if, that, if if that were to happen, honest to goodness, I would just presume the team's probably done, sold. <laughs> and that's uh, not me like wishing it or wanting it. It's just like, where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he likes Vancouver too much. I think he'll be around for a while. That's true. hopefully. Mm-hmm. But uh, here we are, the end of another episode. Thanks for uh, joining us, Samson sharing your your Not thoughts uh and uh and experiences uh with the grand final the grandest of finals <laughs> that i i do like that i do like calling it that the grandest can, of final you can tell he's gonna name the episode that because he's said it more than once stewing <laughs> <laughs> been, no, been c- stewing for a couple weeks i think that's not true there are times where we get to a point where what i have already had in my head as being the title completely gets derailed because Omni goes and drops a joke that's very foul <laughs> in oh, nature. Nice. I think nice. I think he's going to name this one the grandest final presented by Butterfinger. Ooh. <laughs> the Ooh, grandest foul. <laughs> <laughs> that was a grand foul, that episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> Our listeners can't see this, but I'm currently fighting with my cat um, who's trying to steal like cables and stuff off on my desk. Oh. <laughs> they do that. They do Jet that. cat. First appearance. Well, podcast lore. What's the cat's name? Twilight. Twilight. Named after uh, yes. Twilight. Because I didn't think I could get away with slime. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Samson, uh, if our listeners yeah. haven't already tracked you down from the last time you joined us, where might they be able to find you? Um, you can find me. I am most active on Instagram. Uh, Samson XP. S A M S O N, and then XP like the letters. Uh, you can also find me on Elon Musk's, uh, I don't know what to call it, his freaky, his freaky project Twitter, uh, also Samson XP with an underscore. I'm mostly active on there. I'm also posting uh, silly, funny videos on TikTok. Um, and, and quick aside, I guess, to really derail the podcast, I had one of my TikToks blow up to like 200,000 views. Right, really? Much, and that day. is my, yeah, thanks for the support. Uh, Samson went viral. Yeah, I went viral for once. Uh, but that is my most successful TikTok. But you can find me there as well, Samson XP. Um, and also just in the Vancouver Titans community. I'm a bit of a figure there. Not not trying to toot my own horn. But I, I, I really do like the, the staffing community that we built up and, and take part in. Um, it's small, but everyone's passionate about Overwatch and supporting. Well, some players. are very passionate. For instance, is it Wanzu or Jonzu that went and got himself oh. the Deepay tattoo? Like legit <laughs> got tattooed with Deepay's name or whatever. And uh, the signature. To, to be young. To be young. <laughs> mm. Sometimes sometimes there are choices that one will make in life that they will understand may not be best. What do you have Deepay's signature yeah. in your arm there, Jordan? <laughs> not quite, but I got uh, my it's... first tattoo on Halloween. Oh, that's oh. cool. It's a ghost. Here. Awesome. Okay. No, I can. I, yeah, I see it now. A little like 
party oh. hat. Like a, I don't know, kazoo type thing or whatever. It's a party. No, it's, a, it's, it's a party, party goer. It's a party yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's not yeah. DPA signature, though, at least. That would be <laughs> no, no. problematic. I'll do that next. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Thanks again for joining us there, Samson. Um, as far as the the rest of us, you can find us online at readysetpwn.com. We're obviously also on Discord, discord.io slash readysetpwn. Um, the podcast is at readysetpwn on all the social media platforms, except for TikTok, because we're not there. Uh, but uh, what final words of wisdom uh, do you all have for our listeners this week? I went in and, and you know, I, w- I wanted to keep it clean since I, I got criticized for this so much for, for the last one. So I looked at... Uh, snow facts and I found something pretty interesting and this is to celebrate of course the first snow that we got this year and and did mm-hmm. you know that snow isn't white no 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 it's actually no it's not a joke it's very very serious so snow might appear white as it falls from the clouds or accumulates on the ground but it's actually translucent that's because snow is comprised of tiny ice crystals, which are also translucent. So it's just the light that bends through the snow in such a way. And that's why it's white. Hmm. There's nothing dirty at the end. I'm sorry. If, if you're missing those, I, I can bring them in for sure. For well, the problem for is no, I am in, in a so gun shy now. <laughs> I'm waiting for it to just go completely wrong. Because that joke that you talked about <laughs> earlier was fine until it was not fine. It's very uh, true. I got there quick. It's very true. <laughs> I did have a certain color in my mind that I wanted to talk. I want to add to the snow. But... <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Jordan? Um, I'm just going to say get activated with Butterfinger. Nice. You know, if if they haven't sponsored the show by now, I don't entirely know they will. I wonder if I title it that way. Will it get their attention and will they then throw us a sponsorship? Hashtag Not Butterfinger their- in the title and see what happens. Hashtag Butterfinger yeah. in the title. They yeah. can just pay us with Butterfingers at this point. True. Like I, they're actually true. good. Or um, Guerrero, or whichever you said it was. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. yeah. What kind of tea is hard to swallow? Bubble tea? Hard know. tea. <laughs> hard to bubble? No? no. It's actually reality. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a decent one. That's a decent yeah. one. Every so often. Every so often. But uh, on behalf of uh, Samson, Myself, Chris at Lightforce, Jordan at Sir Dr. J. I'm the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast, the podcast that doesn't have a Twitter handle. So follow him at Sir Dr. J. I'm and on it on strife. Catchphrase. Thank you.